Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Activate Podcast. My name is Jill Pelkey. If you'd like to hear more from the Activate Podcast, you can check it out on soundcloud.com or on iTunes by searching Jillian Pelkey and Activate. All right. We are going to get right into the podcast, but first we're going to pray. Um, we're going to do things a little differently. Uh, if this is the first time you're uh, listening to the podcast, this is going to be a little different than all the other uh, times that we've recorded. So uh, hang in there with us and, and check this out. But uh, first let's pray and then uh, we'll get right into it. Jesus, you are more than enough for me today. And God, because you're in me and because you're active and living in my life, that makes me enough for what you've called me to do. That makes me enough for this life that you've given me to live. And Lord, I just want to tap into your strength right now. I just want to tap into who you are. God, I pray that everything that I try to do on my own, everything that I try to accomplish uh, just by doing my own thing, that God, you would come and you would be my living water right now. You would be my bread of life, that you would be that fountain that doesn't run dry. God, I pray that I would cast my cares upon you. I pray that, Lord, as we seek you in this next half hour together, as we call upon your name, that, God, you will come to our rescue, that you will come and meet us right where we're at. God, I pray that you would give us strength and power uh, from on high to do the things that you've called us to do, to live the life that you've given us to live. God, I pray that you would strengthen every person listening. I pray that we would look to you, our source. We pray all these things in your mighty name. Amen. Uh, Today, we're going to take a look at Ephesians chapter 6, which says, Be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. There are so many opportunities in our lives for us to be strong in our own power. There are so many things in our lives that require attention, that require energy, that require us to give of ourselves, uh, whether it's mothering, whether it's uh, being a husband or a wife, whether it's taking care of a household or a job or school-aged children or um, people in general, uh, even everything has so much to it. Owning a car has so much to it, keeping it clean, registration, blah, 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 blah. There's so much in life that requires something of us. And God is our source of strength. He says to be strong in him and in his mighty power. You know, it wasn't until a couple years ago that I started to experience anxiety. I had never experienced anxiety before. And there would be moments where I would be out doing something completely regular, stress-free, in the grocery store. And my heart would start palpitating and I would get really nervous and I... um, right from the beginning, it's happened to me like three or four times. I just start calling on the name of Jesus and just calming myself down and like just asking Jesus to come. And I breathe deep and I take a moment. Those are just wake up calls to remind me that I'm trying to operate in so many different areas of life in my own strength. Ephesians 6 is to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Our lives are full our lives are busy. We can't do it. Some people say, I just want to get off the merry-go-round for a little while. I just need to breathe for a little while. And God made margin for that in our lives. He said, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Cast all your cares upon me because I care for you. Take on my yoke. It's easy. My burden is light. 
And I look at the list of things that I have for this week and I say, God, that's not light. (laughs) The demands and the things and the lists, it's not light. How do we change our heaviness? How do we change our disappointment? How do we change the things that we're carrying our anxiety into light? It's only through prayer. There's not a 12-step program here, 13-step, 14-step, part A, B, and C. It's very simple. It's only through spending time in the presence of Jesus that our, our schedule gets rearranged, our priorities get back where they're supposed to be. You remember that this earth is not our home, that we're just passing through, and that we're not going to get tangled up by the weeds of this world, but we are going to live on mission for Jesus And that yoke is easy. That burden is light. But we put all these other things in the way. We try all these other things to satisfy us. We try coffee. We try friends. We try buying stuff. We try escaping into Facebook. We try escaping into video games or books or movies or Netflix. And the only thing that relieves anxiety and weight is Jesus Christ. Spending quiet time alone with him. And church is great and services are great. But that one-on-one time alone on your knees before God soothes your soul better than a counselor can, better than a friend can, better than your husband can, better than your kids can, better than a dog on your lap that you get to pet for two hours can. Jesus is better. Time in his presence is what restores our mind, restores our soul. It's our source. The Bible says in John that he is the vine and we are the branches. He's the lifeline. He's got the lifeblood. And when we separate ourselves from him for a long time, we dry up and we get tired of this world and this life and these people and these tasks and these things. And especially coming into the holiday season, coming into Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's and all the hustle and bustle, we have to tap into the person of Jesus Christ. We have so many opportunities before us to witness to the light and the glory of Jesus. But if we are strong in our own strength, it's going to wear out. If we're strong in our own strength mid-December, we're going to have some breakdowns. Tap in today and tomorrow and the next day and the next day and even Thanksgiving morning and even Christmas morning. Tap in to the power of being in the presence of Jesus. And that's as simple as just finding some time, some real time, not a fast drive-through prayer, but some time to sit in the presence of God. I'm not talking 10 minutes. I'm talking a half hour, an hour to just sit in the presence of God. And that hour will change everything about how your heart is sitting It will change everything about how your mind is wrestling and going crazy. It will quiet the storm in your heart and allow you to take on the yoke of Jesus that's easier. Ephesians 6, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. I said today's message was going to be a little bit different. I usually go through to preach on on a verse, but the Lord put on my heart last week to make a list of the names of God. And uh, if you're listening to this and you're working out or you're folding laundry or you're driving in the car, I pray that this will just wash over you. I'm going to talk about who the Holy Spirit is, who Jesus is, and who God is. And this is a list that I made um, by uh, just 
coming up on my own, looking through uh, some books and looking online a little bit, but this is my own list of, of the names of God. This God wants to meet with you. It's this God that wants you to come and find rest for your soul. The Bible says, greater is he who is in me than who he who is in the world. Greater is he who is in me, the Holy Spirit that's in you, than everybody else in the world. If God is for us, then who can be against us? It, it says in Psalms, with God's help, I can scale a wall. I can advance against an army. But many of us, were so tired. We're like, there's no way that that could happen. Let me remind you today who God is. And with his help, through Christ, through his spirit, all this is possible. It is possible. Let's take a look. The Holy Spirit is the comforter, our counselor. He's the deposit, the seal. He's the guide into all truth. The Holy Spirit is an intercessor. He is the spirit of truth, the spirit of life, the spirit of God. He is a teacher. He helps us to witness. He is our helper, our power. He's part of the triune God. He is the spirit of victory. He is assurance. Let's take a look at who Jesus is. Jesus is our advocate. You have an advocate. You have someone on your side today. Right now, someone sits on your behalf at the right hand of God making intercession for you. You have an advocate. You are not alone. You are not alone. He is the spotless lamb of God. He is the resurrection and the life. He is our shepherd. He is our judge. He is the Lord of all lords. He is the head of the church. He's our master. He is faithful. He is a rock that does not move. He is the high priest. He is living water. He is the bread of life. He is the rose of Sharon. He is the alpha and omega, which means the beginning and the end. He is the true vine. He is our Messiah, the promised one, the one who was foretold to come. Jesus is our Messiah. He is our teacher. He is the Holy One. He is our mediator. He is the beloved. He is the branch. He is the good shepherd, the light of the wor world. He is the word. He is the chief cornerstone. He is our savior. He is the prince of peace. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is the great I am. He is the king of kings, the son of God, the son of David, from the root of Jesse. He is the bridegroom, the wonderful counselor. He is Emmanuel, God with us. He is son of man and king of the Jews. He is a prophet. He is our redeemer. He is our anchor. He is the bright and morning star. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the one who sets us free. He is close to the brokenhearted. He is the substitute for our sin. He is the remedy. He is the returning king. He is miraculous, amazing. He is our burden carrier. He satisfies our very soul. He is the giver of good gifts. He's referred to as Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, my banner. That means he is a banner that goes before us in battle. He raises up a standard, and when he is lifted up, he draws everyone unto our, himself. He fights battles on our behalf. 
He is a strong tower. He is a fortress. He is the exalted one. He is the name above every other name. He is our atonement. He is our restorer. He is risen. He is a conqueror over hell, a conqueror over death and the grave. And he is seated at the right hand of God right now. He is the giver of rest to our souls. He is our justification, our reconciler. He is the ransom for me and the ransom for you. He is the way maker. He is the sin taker. He is wonderful. God. God is the creator. He is the God who sees. He is the king over all other kings, the Lord over all other lords. He is the Lord of hosts, the king of heaven. He is omnipotent, which means he's everywhere. He's omniscient. He knows everything. He is the holy one of Israel, Jehovah, Lord of heaven. He is great and infinite. He's called Elohim, eternal, almighty, ruler. He is El Shaddai. He is love. God is love. He is the Trinity. He is the priest. He is the Lord of the whole universe. He is abundant. He is hope. He is transcendent. He reveals himself to us. He is holy. He is righteousness. He is mighty, strong, prominent, all-powerful. He is a promise and covenant keeper. He is glorious and sovereign and everlasting. He is faithful and trustworthy and true. He is Adonai, divine, living God, defender, unchanging, deliverer, strength, peace, El Shaddai, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is incomparable. He is above all. He is our helper and our sustainer. He is triumphant. He is able. He is the source of life. He is the source of blessing. He is our healer. He is complete. He is our father. He is a victor. He is a judge. He is Adonai, master, Lord of hosts. He is our shield. He is our reward. He is our freedom. He is reigning, significant, covenant God. He is the revealed God. He is perfection. He is Jehovah Jireh, which means he is my provider. He is a personal God. He is a great physician. He is worthy. He is light. He has overcome the world. He is Jehovah Rapha, which means he is the God who heals. He is the balm of Gilead. He is the heaven builder. He's glorious. He is a warrior. He is jealous. No one is above him. He is wisdom. He is steadfast. He does not grow weary and he cannot lie. His arm is never too short to reach us. He is our ever present help in times of need. He is Jehovah, our righteousness. He is holiness. He is the king of Israel. He is good and pure and triumphant and divine. He cannot be measured or contained. He owns cattle on a thousand hills. Nations bow before him. Time is, he is above time and space. He is beyond our understanding. He is Jehovah Shalom, God our peace. He is a God who hears our cries. He is our deliverer. He is complete and perfect. He is safety. He is beyond our understanding. 
His thoughts and ways are higher than ours ever could be. If we gained all the knowledge in all the world, his thoughts are higher still. He is the God who invented everything from the stars in the sky to the ocean to tell it where to stop. He invented the snow and the rain and gave them separate jobs. He created us even while we were in our mother's womb. He is the designer of all things. He created science. He created animals. He created the world. He knows your name. And he knows every hair on your head. And he cares about you more than he cares about the flowers in the field or a sparrow. How much more does he love you, his created being, his, his people? He knows every thought in our mind. He knows when we sit and when we rise. He knows when we sleep and when we're awake. He is present and he walks with us and he is our refuge. There's nothing and no one that can compare to our God. Even the holiest person falls short when compared to God. The triune God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. He is complete, lacking nothing. With my God, I can scale a wall. With this God, all things are possible. Mountains move. Impossible things become possible. Things get rearranged. Revelations happen. Dreams happen. Things come true because when God's in it, he's above everything else. Money isn't an issue for him. People aren't an issue for him. Governments aren't an issue for him. Ephesians 6 says to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. How powerful is our God? How powerful is your God? What makes us think that we just ask God to get off the throne for a little while so we can sit there, so we can take care of things, so we can judge people for him, so we can direct our own lives? I want the king of Israel to direct my life. I want the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who knows so much more than I do, to direct my life. He is faithful, trustworthy, and true. And if my God is for me, then who can be against me? Greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. God says he fights our battles for us. He has hosts of angels at his command. Right now, if you picture heaven and you see God sitting on a throne and he's light and he's so bright and he has fire coming from his eyes and you can't even look upon him and live and there's people, uh, angels around his throne 24 hours a day saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty. And Jesus sits there at the right hand of God making intercession for you, praying on your behalf. And it says that our names are written on the palm of his hand that he delights in us, that we are his masterpiece, that he cares deeply and intentionally for each and every one of us, that he created us on purpose with the DNA, on purpose and for a purpose, and he looks at us with love. We are his, and he sits praying for us, and your name, friend, is written in this book that's up in heaven, and it's called the Lamb's Book of Life, and your name, your first and your last name is in there, your first and your middle and your last name. It's no mistake. He knows who you are, and you're written in that book, and our hope is heaven. One day we will stand before that God as seraphim and angels and people fall before him singing, holy, 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 
and we'll come up and he'll say, I know you. I created you. I'm so glad you're finally home. And he'll look and he'll see our name. And the Bible in Revelation says he's going to give us a new name. And he'll say to you, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into your rest. And you'll go with your new name. And you'll take every crown that he's placed upon your head. And in his holiness and in his righteousness, you'll just take it off and you'll cast it down at his feet. And you'll join with the greatest choir of all time. And you'll sing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. In light of eternity, today is so small. And our lists, I know our lists are so big. And I know our troubles are so many. But I know a God in heaven who delights in you. I know a God in heaven who looks at you as a masterpiece. He doesn't look at your failures. He's not looking at how many times you yelled at your kids or messed up your bank account. He's looking at you, your soul, and your person. And he says, I delight in you. He looks at us and we're hidden behind his son, Jesus. And when he sees us, he sees righteousness. The Bible says to confess your sins. And he will be faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And if the weight of sin is filling you with guilt and shame, Find some time to spend in the presence of this God who loves you and confess your sins. Repent of your sins. Say, God, I am sorry for what I've done. God, I want to change and be holy. I want to change and be more like you. And let him wash away shame and guilt over your life. Let a glimpse of God's love for you help you come alive. When we feel loved, truly loved by God, We're free. When we feel truly loved by God, we're free. It's when we're trying to please people. We're trying to please ourselves. We're trying to please our neighbors. We're trying to please our pastors and our bosses and the people we don't even know at the store that we're bound up. Please God and you'll be free. Please God and you'll be free. Delight yourself in the Lord. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all the things will be added unto you. Seek first the kingdom of God. Find time today to be in the presence of Jesus because he cares so deeply. You're not delicate. You're not going to just blow over because the God of the universe is inside of you. When you accept Jesus at salvation, the Holy Spirit is deposited as a seal inside of you. You are not weak. You are strong because of him. You are not dumb. You're wise because you have the wisdom. And Peter says we have the mind of Christ. All access has been given to us. We have an all-access pass to this God of the universe, to this King over all kings. He is our reward. He is our freedom. He is our Father. The Bible says we can call Him Abba. 
I've never called anyone Abba in my life. Abba means daddy. I call my dad daddy every once in a while. But I get to be a little bit older and I tend to not call my dad daddy very often. Every once in a while, I'll say, all right, daddy-o. But I don't call my dad daddy in a normal everyday conversation. When I tell my husband that my parents are coming, I never say, hey, daddy is coming. I say, my dad is coming. Daddy is a childish word. Daddy is a word that you say looking up at someone with wide blue eyes and say, oh, I love you, daddy. Thank you for this popsicle. (laughs) The Bible says we can call him Abba. The Bible says we can call him daddy. The Bible says if you become like a little child, you can enter into the kingdom of heaven. Oh, what rest there is in being a child. What rest there is in being a child. When you're a child, the responsibility is not on your shoulders. As a child, you get in a car with your parents and you don't even know where you're going. You don't even know what's packed in the back uh, trunk. You don't even know how long you'll be gone. You just get in the car. And Jesus says, I am Abba Father. Just get in the car. I got you. I've got it. He says, why do you worry about the clothes that you wear or the food you'll eat? He's like, I'm going to take care of everything. You are my child, child of God. Today, can you get in a place in your prayer time where you can look up at God and you can say, you are the Lord of hosts. You are the mighty ruler of Israel. Thank you for letting me call you dad. Thank you for letting me call you daddy, Abba Father. What a joy, what access we have to this God of heaven that would look at me and say, child of God, who would look at me and see righteousness when others might see so many other things that are not righteousness. Ephesians 6, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Greater is he who lives in me than he who lives in the world. With his help, I can scale a wall. I can advance against an army. Abba, Father, Lord of hosts, we look forward to the day when we enter into heaven. We look forward to the day where we enter into our eternal rest, where we're in the presence of God all the time. We want to cast all our cares on you, Jesus. I think there's a really, really old Amy Grant song, and I'll try to look for it and post the link, but it's, uh, I lay all my burdens down at your feet. I just want to encourage you today to lay your burdens down. And some of your burdens involve sin. Lay your sin down at his feet. Confess your sin to God. Let him free you from those shackles. Let him free you from that shame and that guilt. Stop holding on to it. It's like taking a piece of, of broken glass in your hand and squeezing it tight and holding on to it. It's broken, so I'm going to hold on to it. And God says, let it go. God says, let me take that broken glass from your hand. Why are you holding it, hoping you could hide it from me? God sees. He already knows your sin. Let him help you. Confess your sin. Be free from your sin today. He says he'll forget our sin as far as the east is from the west. He'll remember it no more. 
Let's give our worries. Let's give our anxiety. Let's give our list for the day. Let's give our relationships. Let's give our bank account. Let's give all of our stuff. Let's give it to God because he's so good because he's so big because he can contain our issues he can handle our issues let's get off the throne and let god back on the throne of our lives let's stop reigning and ruling over our lives let's just get in the car like we did as kids and say abba father take me where you want me to go today I know the function may be the same. I may be at the grocery store and cleaning toilets and getting kids off the bus and getting to a job and rushing here and there. I'll be with you, God. You take the reins. You take control. You are a good God, and I trust you today. Let's pray together. God, we can't even, we can't even come up with all the words to describe you. You are beyond our comprehension. God, I pray that we would find peace in your presence today. I pray that we would find a peace that passes worldly understanding as we sit and soak and bathe in your presence. Lord, I pray that we just stay there for a long time and marinate. I pray that we just stay there. I pray that we don't come out of our place of prayer until you've washed our hearts. I pray that you would speak directly to your people today. Your word gives us life. You refresh us. You restore us. You revive us. So God, I pray that today we would drink living water. I pray that we would find our strength and our hope in you. Lord, help us to confess our sins. Help us to have a deep desire to be with you. Help us have a longing for the word of God. God, there's no one that compares to you, and we trust you with this day. In Jesus' name, amen.